something happened to me very profound about two years ago. A very high-performing individual came to me and said, I'm going to quit because I feel like I am carrying my team. And there are people on my team that do not care as much about this company and its success as I do. Wow. And I realized in the process of hiring and going from 50 to 200 people and taking really good individual contributors and making them managers, we didn't really think about firing. We didn't think about the, the negative aspect of that and, and basically pruning the rose bush. Side note, my, my wife and I bought this amazing house, our very first house, we love it, loved it, we've moved since, and had this beautiful rose bush. And the second year, when spring came, the rose bush didn't grow back because we didn't prune it. We killed it, right? And this is an analogy I use to describe the business. Welcome to 14 Minutes of SaaS, the show where you can listen to the stories and opinions of founders of the world's most remarkable SaaS scale-ups. video platform, again, tracks how people consume content. And that data is very valuable in a marketing context for nurture campaigns. So send an email to someone who watched 80% of this video. It's very useful to sales teams to see what their customers and prospects are consuming right on the contact record inside of CRM. It's, it's, it's very much a funnel vehicle. It's very powerful for the demand gen marketer who wants to put email in a marketing campaign and have that thumbnail personalized for the recipient and actually have the video dynamically personalized for the recipient as well. The response rates are really, really high. Uh, transcription, ADA compliance, all that stuff. Um, accessible video is a, is a big part of our enterprise strategy. Uh, secure video behind SSO instead of a firewall for internal communications, live streaming. That's all the stuff we do. The big shift in our business model actually happened about two years ago when we realized there was an opportunity to build a tool that sales professionals, support professionals, um, and internal use uh, factors for, for design crits, et cetera, um, that we could actually build a tool to help people create video more effectively. And the two methods we, we, we used there were one, a webcam recording. So I send you an a, a video in your inbox, it's asynchronous, you see an animated GIF of me waving at you, You're probably gonna watch that because somebody obviously is recording a message for you. The other one is a screen recording. It's very simple, but a screen recording is such an effective communication tool. And think about walking a customer through a sales order instead of just sending them a PDF and letting them discover it for themselves, sure. right? Or walking a designer or an engineer through uh, a crit of a workflow or, or some aspect of the UX that you're saves building. A lot of time. Saves a lot of time and energy. And then using the core architecture we have, telling the person who created the video that the recipient watched it okay. and how much of it they watched right inside of their existing workflow. So we built that product as a Chrome extension. And um, you know, fast forward a year and a half, it's got 650,000 users. Well, that was probably a month and a half ago, so probably closer to a million users now. Wow. Um, and is a huge part of our business model. And we can use that strategy uh, to combine kind of the, the, the platform and this, this end user product um, that's acquired by f for free and integrated into a whole landscape of solutions um, to really penetrate an organization and, and help them transform the way they communicate, the way they market, they sell, they support, they message uh, with video. So that's so cool. So actually, I introduced you on the scale stage yesterday. You talked about going from enterprise and professional. You were already selling so many licenses. Yeah. I presume Salesforce and other companies are a great channel for you. 
because of the fantastic integration, and I know they're investors as well. But uh, I'm guessing now, because can't, you can't hear when you're behind the stage that well, that's what you were talking about, on the freemium. So does that mean that you had a good footprint in the kind of mid-market enterprise, and now you're looking, and you were kind of, you'd, you'd get accepted in and, and, and maybe get a wall of licenses very yeah. early, whereas now you're looking at that uh, kind of user-centric, uh, word of mouth, uh, a, a completely different way in. Are you looking more at community then over time? Are you thinking about uh, community around this space? Or absolutely, absolutely. So what we talked about yesterday, it, some people call reverse freemium because we went from enterprise to freemium motion. Yeah. I call it product-led growth. Okay. Um, and I think there's a couple um, nuances to that strategy, right? One, people assume that when you run a freemium strategy, it's focused on small businesses. But in fact, uh, I think the opposite is true. Well, we sell to all types of businesses. There's a way you can purchase on your credit card, you know, two-person two startups all the way through to 180,000-person small cities in, in organizations, sure. right? Yeah. Um, what happens is people sign up for the product to solve a problem they have. Um, the reason why that's powerful is in the MarTech landscape, there's now 7,000 companies or more. I think it's 7,500 in the MarTech 5,000. A lot of noise. Yeah, a lot of noise, and everybody's saying the same thing. Everybody's calling the VP sales, the CMO, saying, hey, we're going we're gonna to help you close more pipeline or generate more pipeline, close more deals faster. The reality is the, the people that are valuable in an organization are the people that do stuff, not necessarily build the strategy. And so if a marketer needs to put a video on a landing page or in an email campaign, they're not going to run a week and a half long discovery process in an RFP to do that. They're going to find the thing that lets them do it right now because the biggest execution risk for an organization is time and the time it takes. And so give the person who's doing stuff the best possible product experience for free. They'll get value out of it. And then eventually they're going to hit some type of feature barrier or whatever that encourages a conversation. And our sales team loves it because they're talking to people that are using the product and already getting value out of it. So we try to provide as much valuable value as possible to those end users for free and then have discussions about upgrading to other features over time. If they never do, that's totally fine because they're using us versus a competitor, right? And so that's the strategy that we now enact. And it started by having this free motion on the Chrome extension to record and share videos. And now it's transcended our entire platform. And our goal is to be the fastest way to either create or upload a video and either send it or put it on a website. And that means faster than YouTube, faster than Vimeo, easier than both those solutions, wow. which gets us massive penetration to organizations that are trying to transform their business model using video. So, so it's, it's viral seed and grow, yep. but it's also that virality by definition means uh, you're seeding evangelism all over the place. Exactly. Time, so. The beautiful thing about the Chrome extension is that when, if I'm using the free product and I send you a video, um, the, the place you view that video on is on a Vidyard branding page. And if you're like, hey, that's cool, I want to do it too, it encourages you to download the app. So there's a K factor, there's an inherent virality built into it. Now, the one thing I'll say, which is relevant to a prior conversation about BlackBerry, is this is us changing our business model, which didn't come without any risk. The way we engineered and thought about product had to change. Marketing and product now all of a sudden were communicating, and they were never really doing that before. Wow. Um, but we knew we needed to do this because of the changes we perceived in the buying market. And you know, this company we were talking about previously in my hometown called, called BlackBerry didn't necessarily do that, but they were almost too big to make that transition. Yes. We reserve the right to be agile, and we have to be, and, and that's how we brought the team along. Fantastic. And that's been maybe a two, 
three-year process, I'd imagine. I, a year, a year, I'd say. But but from launching that initial free product it. and learning about it and yeah. understanding, I think the big transition we saw. Uh, Brian Halligan, CEO of HubSpot, uh, did a session with about 30 executives just a couple weeks ago, and he asked that group, "How many of you have made a software purchasing decision in the last year?" And nobody's hand went up. Wow. And the realization was that the 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 teams, the executors, are using software that's available, free, and impactful, and then looking for consensus on the purchase. And so executives are just approving purchases, they're not actually choosing. And so, so many companies are going to market trying to target the CMO and the VP sales, but really they should be targeting the salespeople, the director of demand gen, the director of digital, et cetera. Now, um, you're, I noticed that you're very high on the video platform grid for G2. Yep. Uh, you're also... Uh, we better be. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so do you think every, every sane company should make sure that, you know, if they're having, a, if they know the customer's having a great experience to say, hey, you know, if there's any place where you can express that, please do that first. Is that what every sane company should be doing today? Yeah, well, you know, we're talking about a free model, right? People are going to use what's valuable to them. Yeah. A part of that process is they're going to do research, right? And, and we know that Google is the number one, is the first place someone goes when they're trying to solve any problem in life. Right? Yeah, Personally yeah. or in business. I'm going to Google the thing I'm trying to do and I'm going to pick the first few solutions. Now G2 Crowd ranks really well in SEO. And so the best way to validate the decision is a peer validated decision. And that's why things like Gartner and Forrester reports were so powerful back in the day for enterprises because nobody got fired for picking the magic quadrant company. <laughs> right? Because you could always justify it yeah. against that even if it didn't work. G2 Crowd's the exact same thing. And so um, I'm a huge fan of, of, of Goddard Abel, and I know you're, you're talking to him later today. I think it's going to be an amazing podcast. He's Thank an you. incredible entrepreneur. I know him well. He's great. Um, and I think he's had a massive influence in the way software is, is reviewed and purchased and the way it's impacting the world. And so that's very important to us, just like this kind of free business model is important to us. Yeah, I mean, I prefer data to magic myself any, any time of the week. Oh, I bet you he'll like that one. Oh, I've, I've put it in an article I wrote for him. I know oh. he does. <laughs> uh, well, I didn't write for him. I wrote it for myself, but, cool. but it, it, it addresses all of that. Um, yeah, it addresses the one-eyed giants uh, possibly uh, going over the edge and the rise of the customer voice. But um, the so, one-eyed giants. So, like uh, <laughs> so, and actually, I noticed in Glassdoor as well, um, you've got you know a 99% approval rating. Um, you know, what does culturally? So you've obviously got great products. Culturally, how does Vidyard uh, try to ensure? employee success? Yes, uh, great question. We are, first and foremost, incredibly values-driven. Uh, what are those values? Our values are own it, all aboard, uh, direct and transparent communication, and relentlessly resourceful. Wow. Relentlessly resourceful is borrowed from Y Combinator. It's a Paul Grahamism. Ah. It basically means spend it like it's your own. Um, be resourceful, don't waste money. Yada, 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 right? And yeah. so the way that's kind of compounded is, is you know, Devin, my co-founder and I, when we travel, we share a hotel room, just like we originally did. Um, we try to lead by example. Um, but those values kind of define the experience of being a Vidyardian. When you join the company, there's a, a document that was originally written by me and then rewritten by the team. And it talks about the expected behaviors of a Vidyardian that align to the values. And if you agree with it, you sign it. If you don't agree with it, you can amend it. But once you do that, and you, you sign this document that everybody before you has signed, you dip your hands in company colors and you press it on the elevator shaft at the entrance of the building so that every day you're reminded of your commitment to the culture and the values. 
Then what we do is we, we have a strategy map that we build every year that starts with our vision, our mission, our values, how we win, big bets for the year, key tactics, and KPIs. Okay. And it sounds complex, but it's, it's pretty like straightforward. It's a different form of V2 model. Yeah, 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 exactly. And everybody in the company needs to know how what they're doing applies to that strategy map. And managers use that strategy map to open and close every single meeting to ensure everybody's aligned. And I use that strategy map every time I speak to the company. Last thing we do, and this is a new thing we've introduced, is, is performance management. And I know that can be a bit of an ugly word, but something happened to me very profound about two years ago. A very high-performing individual came to me and said, I'm going to quit because I feel like I am carrying my team. And there are people on my team that do not care as much about this company and its success as I do. Wow. And I realized in the process of hiring and going from 50 to 200 people and taking really good individual contributors and making them managers, we didn't really think about firing. We didn't think about the, the negative aspect of that and, and basically pruning the rose bush. Side note, my, my wife and I bought this amazing house, our very first house. We love it, loved it. We've moved since and had this beautiful rose bush. And the second year, when spring came, the rosebush didn't grow back because we didn't prune it. We killed it, right? And this is an analogy I use to describe the business. And so now what we do is we plot everybody on a quarterly basis on, a, on an axis that represents performance and values. And based on where you are in those kind of nine boxes, we work to kind of either uh, coach you and develop you or manage you out or ask you to leave. And, and by doing that, the high performers, the people who care, the people who love the values and love what we do, rise to the top. And the people that are just looking for a job ultimately get selected out and, and, and pushed out by management and their peers. And building that vehicle, it sounds really not great and not exciting. And, and even talking about it, I feel a little bit uncomfortable, but it's so important to making sure that your culture is aligned to the problem you're solving and the customers you're solving it for. Michael, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for being in 14 Minutes of SaaS. Yes, thank you. Cheers. Perfect. In the next episode, we're still at SaaS Talk in Dublin, where we meet Harrison Rose, co-founder and chief customer officer of Paddle, a company that has tripled its revenue every year since its founding in 2012. You've been listening to 14 Minutes of SaaS. Thank you to Ketsu for music provided under a Creative Commons license. This episode was brought to you by me, Stephen Cummins. If you enjoy the podcast, please don't forget to share it with your network, subscribe to the series, and give the show a rating. Mm-hmm.